Did you boys see the photo of uh, Greg Kelly, uh, Newsmax anchor, wearing like, like really, really weird, tight, like G-star looking like cargo pants with <laughs> yeah, a bunch like, of zippers? Like, skinny jean cargo <laughs> pants. Yeah, they're, it's the coolest thing ever. He's posing with Trump who like still looks dying. Uh, <laughs> Trump's wearing Jankos. Yeah, I wish. We're, we're a few weeks out from that. But Donald Trump is wearing a full zoot suit. <laughs> but the pants are just like way too like the those pants just aren't made to fit like a man that age. Like you're just not proportioned <laughs> for those pants like by that point. So they're like way too low. So then his shirt looks like way too long and like because it's like tucked in. But like the pants does are he look too like low. a SoundCloud rapper? Kind of, and he's he's trying to tweet like one too. Uh, because he said, chillin' with 45, and yes, those are Bugle Boy <laughs> jeans I'm wearing. Uh, and then he replied to his own tweet and said, everyone busting my crackers over the pants, in quotes, partially my fault because I called attention to them with the Bugle Boy comment. The truth my is- My crackers? The truth is, they're Balmain, the most prestigious brand in pants. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, I bet they're Balmain. <laughs> <laughs> My shoes are by Ferragamo. Basically, I'm a sharp-dressed man. Thank you. Who is this guy, Lil Pump? Yes. <laughs> this is the logical middle ground between Tucker Carlson and, like, the operator psychopaths who will soon come to replace him on Fox News. Like, the, like he's wearing designer clothing still, but it looks like he's trying to be, like, an operator in, like, a young adult novel it's very good very cool <laughs> donald trump likes it a lot clearly and doesn't think this man is disgusting for not wearing a suit like he does about every other person alive <laughs> i cannot imagine how much willpower it took trump not to backhand this pussy across his face exactly exactly <laughs> and of course there's there's two there's two sides to this I guess three there's us who think it's funny you know for for the right reasons of course obviously uh, there's there's liberals like poor shaming him and saying actually those are fake Balmain pants from AliExpress. <laughs> That's much funnier. Uh, That's and, so cool. And then and then there's people replying like, there are some trolls on here. I think you both look great. Duh, they're golf <laughs> shoes. Good grief. And I think your pants are quite stylish. Thanks for sharing, Greg. I watch your show often. Heart emoji. <laughs> That's great. I think you both look very handsome. <laughs> you both look lovely. <laughs> oh, th this, this picture. Oh, they actually they have a Bob Dylan. They have a Nashville skyline profile picture. But it is a, <laughs> a, a Trump does not look good in this one. But he looks he looks thick. So maybe he's not dying. After you become president, they inject you with something that just uh, slowly collapses your soul. That's why Jimmy Carter is like three feet tall. I was going to say, <laughs> speaking of uh, being president and slowly dying, <laughs> they live in like such an old people house. Yeah, even Obama had to start like dyeing his hair gray instead of black. <laughs> Get bre breast reduction surgery. Yeah, exactly. It's very cool. Uh, that is a great fucking photograph because his wife is also very small, so it's like a Vore thing, president on president. It's uh, pretty inclusive and a win for the Vore community for sure. I just want Joe Biden to eat Jimmy Carter all up. 
I just want to see it. I like that there's a painting of, like, president age Jimmy Carter, like, you know, 1970s Jimmy Carter, not, like, 105-year-old Jimmy Carter. (laughs) Not Lich King Jimmy Carter? Yeah, it's a painting of him doing, like, the Kubrick stare on the wall behind them. (laughs) (laughs) Right before he kills his drill sergeant and then himself. (laughs) Yeah, very cool. Very fucking cool. Do you think Joe Biden sniffed uh, Rosalind Carter or, like, whatever her name is? If you sniffed (laughs) Rosalind Carter, she would die instantly. I like that uh, Jimmy Carter has to live for the rest of his life building houses because he's haunted by the uh, people he's unhoused with his austere policies. You do love to see that. (laughs) I like the thought of Jimmy Carter still, to this day, building houses. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what they. That's how they pitch it. They're like, yeah, he shows up to Habitat for Humanity. And it's definitely like when uh, fucking Colonel Sanders would show up to KFCs at the end of his life <laughs> and just, like, fuck the mashed potatoes or whatever. It's just Jimmy Carter going going hard as hell, drinking buckets of paint. I, I like that if you look, like, around the room, like, the house doesn't look like it's been updated since like the 40s you know what i mean there's nothing in the room suggesting that the paint or anything but they both have (laughs) apple watches on all of that paint is still like 80 percent lead oh absolutely and the apple watches aren't connected to any phones they just like say like swallow like every once in a while (laughs) breathe in breathe out breathe in breathe out machine head circulate blood yeah exactly Eat child. (laughs) (laughs) If you follow the logic that in Jimmy Carter's house, it still looks like it's the 40s because that's when he was like, you know, last young and virile. Then Joe Biden's house must have shag carpeting in Redondo (laughs) Beach. Just true. Yeah. And hey, uh, to continue the the Boomer Death Squad favorite pastime of shitting on old people. (laughs) It's in the name, folks. So, you know, I've been following Chuck Grassley on, like, any social media that I have that I can find him on for quite some time because he runs it all by himself. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. This isn't news to anyone, but, you know. Uh, So on his Instagram, he, I guess, was just wandering the halls of Congress, as he probably tends to do, because he posted, (laughs) like, a plaque that he found on the floor. That he found on the floor? Yeah, it looks like just like a floor plaque because it's not even on a wall. It's like just tiling around it. And it says, Abraham Lincoln, representative from Illinois, 1847 to 1849, desk location. (laughs) And then the caption says, found on the floor of Statuary Hall. This shows where Abe Lincoln's desk sat when he served one term in the House of Representatives, hashtag real history channel. Quote, honest Abe, end quote. A term applied to him, admonition for every office holder today. That's so fun, because he just walks around Congress like it's a museum. Like just... <laughs> Yes, 100%. Right. Chuck Grassley wanders around the halls of Congress like a specter, but like Abe Lincoln in Venture Bros. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then a few days later, he's uh, he's back to doing county meetings since he's like immune to COVID now from corn or whatever. Uh <laughs> And he says after five, he just has a like a styrofoam plate with a gigantic steak and like some like it might (laughs) it might be potato salad. It might be like creamed corn. I have no idea, but some sort of like pale slop 
next to the stake, nothing else. And it says after five, <laughs> after five hashtag ninety nine county meetings today, I celebrated National Beef Month with a ribeye from the Jones Co. <laughs> Cattlemen plus Dan and Debbie's ice cream from Eli. National Beef Month. <laughs> You know what I think of whenever I fucking hear anything about Chuck Grassley 100% from you, America's top Chuck Grassley reporter? A historian, <laughs> Real History Channel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, in one of the, like, first episodes of Veep, an old senator dies and they all have to go to his funeral and they're like, ah, old rapey. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Country boys make do. That's all I'm going to say about Chuck Crassley. <laughs> Three hours ago, first emerging corn I've seen since planting began. Hashtag corn watch. It eventually grows to six slash or seven feet tall and gets corn at least watch. one ear of corn from each stalk. No, one wow. ear corn. He didn't say ear of corn. One ear corn. One ear corn. He posts on his story. <laughs> he can use stories? <laughs> He's going to be the first congressman caught trying and failing to masturbate on camera. <laughs> no, that's a sin to him. He, I don't think he would. Oh, yeah, you're right. Th you're right. This is a guy who's, like, never come before or whatever. Very cool. <laughs> we should probably put him in charge of, uh, I don't know, regulating tech companies. That sounds like something he'd be good at. <laughs> yeah, he should. <laughs> now, Mr. Zuckerberg, if I know anything about corn... <laughs> Have you guys heard about this Liz Cheney thing at all? What? They're like, they're like, we don't know if she can swing it or something like that, right? Beyond that, it looks like they're going to replace Liz Cheney as uh, <laughs> fucking House Minority Whip as she is right now. With who? They're meeting in a couple days. They're going to replace her with this lady, Elise Stefanik. Elise Stefanik's from, like, uh, upstate New York, and she flipped, like, a seat that had sent up moderate blood-sucking Democrats for 20 years and has held it as a Republican for, like, six now. She joined as the youngest member of Congress, actually. Yeah. And uh, she's actually voted less in line with uh, Trump's record than fucking Dick Cheney's demon spawn. <laughs> but the only difference is she's played the game where she's like, yeah, the election was stolen, Trump should have won. <laughs> so she's literally, she's like the dream of Mitch McConnell, just a complete fucking operative, does whatever it takes in whatever room to get things done, they're going to make her the House Majority Whip because she will do the lip service about Donald Trump still being king and, like, I don't know, Hillary Clinton's been executed in Guantanamo Bay, things of this nature. <laughs> so what's Liz Cheney going to do about it, like 9-11-2? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't, making Cheney's angry as a matter of habit is bad for the rest of the United <laughs> States. It's bad for the rest of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Halliburton's going to sink its claws into something real soon. Uh, <laughs> the house It's like the female Ghostbusters reboot, but for the Cheney family. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But for a rock. So, so now Democrats are coming out in defense of the spawn of Cheney, which is just a very, very sad thing to see. This person <laughs> should be executed for their father's crimes like yeah absolutely we can't take enough life away from dick anymore after what he got away with 
So we need to pull a Romanov. Yeah, exactly. Romanovs. Precisely. <laughs> hey, but oil money doesn't stop bullets like diamonds. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh, my God. I just uh, watched the trailer for the new Kingsman movie that's coming out. They're still. They're making. Why are a, they making so many of these that? fucking movies? I don't know. It's about why MI6 is cool and based or whatever. But <laughs> it's so like James Bond, but like yes, but the villain is fucking Rasputin, like a <laughs> magical Rasputin. And they go to Russia to fight on behalf of the Czar, I guess. <laughs> like the whole thing is very fucking funny. We should watch it. What it's it's yes, set absolutely. in like the early 1900s. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Dope. I don't know. Very fucking cool. Oh, anyway, anyway, the fucking House Freedom Caucus are the people pushing against Stefanik's uh, ascension because, again, the, like, Center for Evil Vampires or whatever the conservative think tanks are called <laughs> have her rated as a 37% versus Cheney's 45%. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is like a true upstate uh, Republican or Democrat, completely indistinguishable from one or another. They just believe and vote for the same thing. Yeah, and still too left-wing for the Republican Party. Uh, uh, she's going to win. She's going to hold it, and that's because she's willing to give lip service to the one thing that Cheney, for some reason, thought she could stick her neck out on and be fine. Foolish. Yeah, she thought she could do it in the House, too. Foolish. <laughs> yeah, where Matt Gates and Bobert and Marjorie Taylor Greene are there. Yeah. Very fucking funny. Again, happy to see uh, the Cheney dynasty take a blow, I guess. Did you guys see the latest update in the California governor recall race? Have they finally no. found photographs of Gavin Newsom in blackface? <laughs> I know they're out there somewhere. Listeners, please scour the web. We can find these. We can do this. Yearbooks. <laughs> uh, gala photos. Anything. <laughs> they're there. But, uh, no, this guy... Bohemian Grove meetings. Yeah. Unseal him. My Freedom of Information <laughs> Act request. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but John Cox, a Republican, uh, who's trying to replace him, uh, brought a bear on stage with him during his speech. <laughs> oh, I saw that. He's touring around the fucking state with a tour bus with a big bear on the side, and he's carrying around a sedated bear. <laughs> Yeah, this bear just looks like, this bear is vibing so hard, it's he's so high. Doing everything he can to try and compete against the sheer name recognition of fucking Jenner, so there's just, this guy's gonna bring around a bear, Who's... the next guy's gonna juggle, like, they have very few options at this point. They're probably the gonna bear... get wrecked, like. The bear is gonna start juggling flaming bowling pins. Exactly, the bear is pulling higher than John Cox is right now. <laughs> And, Kate, and Caitlyn Jenner's uh, whole campaign, like, as of right now, has just been like, yeah, maybe the southern states should just uh, not let trans kids get health care. Oh, dope. Yeah, that, that's, 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 you know what I mean? That's basically been her thing as of now. <laughs> should be as tone deaf as possible or whatever. But uh, uh, this bear's name is Tag. Uh, he's, he weighs half a ton. And he's constantly nodding out? That's awesome. <laughs> By Thursday, editorial boards were fretting. A state senator was fuming. Animal rights groups were calling for formal investigations. And the Republican <laughs> candidate who hired the bear, John Cox, was fending off questions about whether his rented mascot had been exploited. All right, so you're telling me the guy who's bringing around a bear, like, 
on heroin. His name is Cox. John Cox. <laughs> I kissed the bear, actually, Mr. Cox said. It's a very tame bear. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to kiss a bear. That bear should have been allowed to kill you. <laughs> I want a grizzly man, too, about this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this bear is so fucking, like, high. <laughs> I just I just sent it in the Discord. It's ridiculous. You can see it in the background, but look at it. It's so fucking disgusting. This guy should be allowed to become governor and then be killed by the bear on his first day. <laughs> and then the bear takes his uh, his seat, right? Yeah, exactly, because California is actually a monarchy. People don't discuss this enough. <laughs> My God, this bear is like smiling and looking around. Yeah, at the trees just like open <laughs> open Holy grin, just shit. like. This guy got some fucking, like, original recipe uh, oxys for on this fucking bear. <laughs> the bear's on quaaludes. <laughs> Tag, a half-ton Kodiak bear ate chicken and cream sandwich cookies. <laughs> this is the New York Times, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Journalism at its finest. The paper of record. You have to pay to read this. Yeah. Well, I don't anymore, allegedly in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, but they don't. we don't need to put that out of the air. I was just going to say it's funny because this article describes Caitlyn Jenner as Olympic gold medalist, reality show celebrity, and transgender activist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th that's a strong word, I guess. I guess she is transgender and is She's an activist. She's a transgender person. Yeah. <laughs> But she's a billionaire activist. Yeah, exactly. She's an <laughs> activist for money on behalf of money. Wasn't she? Yeah. But if, she, if if she's done really great activism, all right, I don't want to be, like, diminishing it or whatever. But at the same time, didn't she do activism for, like, a year or two and then she just went back to being, like, a really, really rich Republican lady? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, she Her, hasn't done activism as of late. She killed a lady, like, drunk driving. <laughs> yes. Got <laughs> away with it. And now she's, like, taking pictures in a car. And her daughter's a billionaire. They're all billionaires. It's just the rich defending the rich. She has the most name recognition. They couldn't get another Arnold, which really says more about what the uh, Trump party has done with, like, the Hollywood psychopath industry. You know what I mean? They couldn't get, like, uh, they couldn't get a Tim Allen to run because he wants to work in this town <laughs> again. Because he's got a contract with Disney and they get to take his soul if he disobeys. Right. And then no one likes Kevin Sorbo or any one of those guys who's already like they're 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 not working in that town ever again. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh speaking of crazy animals, I've been investigating the onion. Okay. <laughs> and uh from what I've seen, do you guys remember the character of Joe Biden that we reviewed in like one yeah. of the earliest episodes? Yeah, like the second episode. That was before I was born, I think. Crazy, yeah, yeah, before we birthed Matt out of a tube in our CIA handling center. I was the 757th clone. 757, number 757. 758 will be out soon, boys, don't you worry. But, uh... Yep. He'll have to bike. kill me first. Yeah. Don't worry, he will. He'll sound the same. Uh, what was I saying? I don't know, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't do your cloning tangent. Uh, they've, like, uh, tr basically transferred that character into Major Biden in that there are articles that are, like, you know, accurate, like Major Biden has buried Antony Blinken in the uh, Rose Garden. <laughs> if only. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The greatest act of socialism ever. 
<laughs> but that's going to be real problematic in uh, eight years when the Democratic Party is forced to draft and run Major Biden for the president of the United States of America. <laughs> well, he's a major. He served. Thanks. Absolutely. He's a troop. He's the real They troops. haven't been able to do that yeah. in how long? JFK? <laughs> was Carter a troop? Carter wasn't a troop. He was busy doing other shit. Poppy Bush was the fucking, uh, the cavalry of the sky, right? Yeah, but I'm saying yeah, when's the yeah. last time the Democrats had a troop? Oh, John Kerry, Kerry. reporting for duty. Yeah. All right, so a successful troop. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see the John Kerry freak out the other day? No. What? Uh, there was some thing that came forward that said John Kerry was keeping Iran posted on what? Israeli covert ops in their country. He better what? be. Yeah, I was like, I don't believe that he did this, but if he did, he's uh, the coolest Democrat. <laughs> yeah. A friend of the Palestinian people. <laughs> yeah, John Kerry. The craziest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> no, exactly. It's too cool. Yeah. And speaking of uh, former secretaries of state, Hillary Clinton, we're still with her, folks, as she makes a deranged video calling for blood and soil war against China and says, quote unquote, we must seize the means of production back from what? China. What? I shit you not. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. That I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I loved living in the United States of America, where Joe Biden, the Democratic president of the United States, wants World War III with China. And Tucker Carlson, his greatest detractor, and probably the man with the most followers in America individually of the TV personalities, also wants World War III with China. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing like it when the whole team gets along, baby. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's At too least... late for a lot of people. 11 o'clock to watch Tuck? <laughs> well... Chuck appeal, appeals to a certain kind of uh, meth head conservative. So, so, so they're they've are, they've slept and they're back up and going by the time he rolls on. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> this is like business grade cocaine conservatism. He's basically <laughs> he basically just does the Ben Shapiro thing, or I guess Ben Shapiro does the Tucker Carlson thing would be the more accurate description of it, right? Yeah. All right, boys, we've been going over twenty five minutes here. Yeah, let's get into it. Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one self-help podcast on the left. I am your host, Joe Williamson. <laughs> Hi, I'm Danny Starbase, Texas. Oh boy. <laughs> and I'm here to remind you, you know, just take care of yourself. Drink water. Uh, get, 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 get a succulent. <laughs> yeah. Do a face mask. <laughs> start a uh, space company. Yeah, start, start a space a, company. Do a in space mask. Enslave some Bolivians, <laughs> throw a coup, make them mine lithium for your shitty batteries that burn for three days when they catch fire once a day. Bankroll psychotic op-eds in Forbes. Yeah, fund the whole thing with blood emerald money from South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apartheid has Zambia, never looked to so be exact. good. Namibia, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apartheid has never looked so good, folks. Uh, we have a real... We have a real, real special app for you today, seeing as we are sitting in the uh, shadow of Elon Musk's appearance on Saturday Night Live, which will yeah. almost assuredly be psychotic, terrible, annoying, <laughs> and everything he embodies as a man, as a type of guy. And most importantly, not viewed by us. No, we will not be watching it. <laughs> Fuck no. Some of you might watch it as some sort of, oh, I'm going to watch it to criticize it and do theory, but we know what you're really up to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're all on the pocket of Big Lorne. We know it, you know it, everyone knows it. Lorne Michaels, like, can't understand Elon Musk at all when he talks. 
That's why none of his skits are going to get <laughs> him. He just his accent is too doesn't thick. understand him. Yeah, he should. He definitely just sounds like a Dutchman. I've never heard him speak, but that Boer blood runs. He doesn't. Deep. He doesn't sound like a Dutchman. He has like a fake accent. It sounds weird. Oh, he got like a newscaster voice trainer, probably something like that. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we have an article by uh, Louis E. Romero in Forbes magazine. These are uh, Elon Musk's four success mantras from SpaceX and Tesla. So let's hear yep. the secret of emerald money. Let's fucking get it, boys. <laughs> okay, but uh, before we get into uh, the actual article, I really want to read the um, the description that Louis E. Romero gives, uh, you know, gives us in his, you know, his Forbes bio. He says... I explore leadership and entrepreneurship as the shapers of our world. I am an MI-trained economist, tech and fashion entrepreneur, certified coach, <laughs> professional speaker, and published author. I am the creator of Voxpel.com, a fashion brand and a philosophy of life for people committed to excellence. <laughs> On my grind, 24-7, about my cheddar and I'm about my bag. I don't sleep, I don't take breaks, I have never used the bathroom before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really, he says that he's a certified coach. I want to harp on that because that means he's a lifestyle coach. He did a lot of <laughs> shit just to live I, this here lifestyle. Dude, I explore leadership and entrepreneurship as the shapers of our world. Yeah, yeah, this guy yeah. is just like a blood boy for every rich man in the world. They just come and show him like their big shiny toys and he's like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, we we found this guy by Matt came across uh, this op-ed, this recent op-ed by him where he talks about how like Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars has uh, like emotional distress. And if he had had a lifestyle coach like, you know, Mr. Romero here, maybe he could have fixed him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like the Emperor and Darth Vader and then Mr. Romero. <laughs> <laughs> Surrounded yeah. by the red guys. <laughs> uh, he says, I write about the way people do business as a result of who they are and who they want to become. <laughs> That's such a stupid fucking sentence. Yeah. Wow. I know. People's, people's personalities and goals inform their actions. <laughs> <laughs> I see leadership and entrepreneurship as the shaping forces of our world. Personality and talent are usually my two access points to interpret the different business and political landscapes across the globe. Some of the principles supporting my writing can be found in my two books. You are the opportunity you were waiting for. The philosophy of success in 21 timeless principles. <laughs> oh my Jesus God. Christ. I know. It's a fucking book to get through the goddamn title. Uh, and his other book is called The Seventh Distinction, The Path to Personal Mastery, Leadership, and Peak Performance. <laughs> he wrote this whole entire bio like his editor gave him a fucking word count. Like, like <laughs> yeah, he yeah. had to hit a certain... Yeah, these are yeah. awful fucking titles. Look at these titles to the books. They're, like, so long. They're all about, like, aligning your chakra so you can more effectively microdose and use it to avoid the guilt of firing all your employees as soon as it becomes convenient to investors. Christopher Moltisanti has a better fucking title for his screenplay than this asshole does for his books. Exactly. My new, my new book, Why Haven't You Called Me Back? The Seven Reasons Why I'm Actually a Great Boyfriend and You... <laughs> and nothing you're saying is true. <laughs> Honestly, this guy's philosophy is the exact same as Christopher Moltisanti's in his screenplay. I must be loyal to my capo. His, his capo being the capos of our economy in general world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His cop a big Elon Let's Musk. Let's get into it. We're, we've been on this for way too fucking long. 
Yeah, all right. So let's let's get into this article here. He starts out. You may have come across successful entrepreneurs as part of your business dealings. <laughs> I have, and they're fucking monsters. Every single one of them. <laughs> but have you ever come across an extraordinary one? The kind of entrepreneur that borders on wizard because of their ability to materialize thoughts previously deemed impossible by the experts. <laughs> the, first, the guy who owned the restaurant I first worked at had cancer and was in remission because of the treatment, but thought that he was in remission because he had gotten closer to God, so he stopped <laughs> taking his cancer drugs and then got cancer again. So, uh, yes, he was able to materialize thoughts previously deemed impossible. <laughs> Holy shit! Experts hate him, how one wizard yeah. entrepreneur is disrupting the entire thought industry. Exactly. Uh, the kind that functions as a spiritual mentor because of their ability to make believers of skeptics. Elon Musk is one of such. A man with revolutionary ideas and the power to turn them into reality. Yeah, that power is um, a, a an emerald mine run by slaves. Yeah, again, money. Yeah. He possesses another worldly ambition. <laughs> Fierce commitment and the determination to defy the status quo with his genius projects. He defies the status quo of... Uh, car companies and tech companies to have a incredibly overvalued company based off the idea that one day he will control all of transport <laughs> in America. Yeah, yeah. Musk's first monumental success was with PayPal, which he officially launched in 2001 after an intense two-year business re-engineering process involving Confinity and X.com. Confinity. What does that conjure the image of? You're being con forever. This is probably the Peter Thiel company named after the Infinity Gauntlet or something like that. <laughs> like Thanos Capital Initiative or something. And X.com, which is, I don't know. A porn, porn? website, presumably. <laughs> like, yeah. what? All right. Long story short, in July 2002, PayPal was sold to eBay for a whopping $1.5 billion. But it wasn't the first business he sold, just the most successful till then. At the age of 32, he was already wealthier than most of us ever dreamed to become. But instead of retiring, he set out to change the world and make history again. He was mostly selling people before he was selling businesses, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is the greatest indictment of any of these guys, that at 32, he had enough money to never do anything again. He could just, like, be an annoying guy who goes on TV sometimes. And he could be notch. He could just be miserable yeah. in a big house. But no... These assholes have, like, a hole in their soul that drives them to do a new annoying thing. To make yeah, life like worse for everyone else, yeah. Like, overthrow a democratically elected government in order to acquire their minds and work them with slaves. And then brag about it on Twitter. And then lose <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. This is nothing new what he's done, but it's like Carnegie didn't have a blog where he was like, I'm really in my bag today. <laughs> or, like, I'm, yeah. I'm nice at ping pong or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah united fruit company was like i don't know people on twitter were like i'm oh, pretty suspicious about uh where all these bananas are coming from they're like we will coo whoever we want <laughs> yeah yeah i was After talking we... to a random on valorant the other day uh -oh. he was yeah. he was from new york <laughs> so we were making i was making fun of him because i'm from new jersey the best place on earth the, the better and, place. And I brought up the Dole Fruit Company just in passing, and he was like, yeah, my buddy is the heir to the Dole Fruit Company. 
<laughs> what? Yeah. My buddy is the rightful ruler of Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. He's going to go reclaim it with a bunch of Teutonic men from Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, it was actually at my buddy Dalton Dole's beach house. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. My buddy's godfather is Batista. Doug, Doug Dimadol. <laughs> Castro right. sent out my... Uh, Abuela Herman's fucking <laughs> <laughs> organ farm. Alright. After reshaping the banking industry and the online payment landscape forever, he started thinking about building lunar bases and going to Mars. Oh my god. This vision didn't leave his mind, and in 2002, he launched SpaceX to shake up the moribund space industry. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And the space industry so moribund. <laughs> yeah, to poach NASA scientists and, again, privatize something that we used to be able to do by ourselves. My most yeah. nationalistic take is it's very cucked, and we need this fucking guy to do any of this now. Absolutely. Like, at least Lockheed Martin or Raytheon or whoever else we would contract out to before were, like, not posting epic memes about Fallout's New Vegas <laughs> on Twitter. Again, like, it's just so personally <laughs> offensive to me. Yeah. Only a year later, he co-founded Tesla Motors, now Tesla Incorporated, the world-famous automaker that turned electric cars from ecologically friendly machines into luxurious, sleek roadsters. Into luxurious, sleek firebombs. Like, it's Irish <laughs> yeah. culture that he appropriated the South African prick. Ecologically friendly machines. Just every every single word of this sentence is demonstrably wrong. Yeah, exactly. Again, again, he just just invented the world's most efficient firebomb. He's taken Irish <laughs> culture. We the car bombs all us. This is uh, <laughs> uh, it's disgusting. And they're ugly That's right. too. Yeah. All right. Elon Musk is one of those individuals who reignite the nurture versus nature debate. <laughs> is, it is it possible for any person to, to gradually become a prophetic, a prophetic visionary and gifted executioner? <laughs> I'll give him that. Yeah. He's a gifted executioner. <laughs> yeah, Certainly very gifted at that, yes. Through hard work and discipline. Uh, or do you have to be born that way? Who knows? Maybe a little bit of both. The point is that Elon Musk has risen to the level of Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, and Jeff Bezos. He three of the most evil has. people in human history. Yeah. Oh my and god. And some would argue even higher. <laughs> okay, can you imagine if Jeff Bezos was hosting SNL? Just, like, what his skit ideas would even be? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, the I can't, most I can't dangerous even come game. up with one. It's the most dangerous game, and at the end, he gets to skin Kate McKinnon and wear her like a belt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, he goes on. This is not to say that Musk is flawless. He has certainly had to deal with major fails along his career, yet he is the kind of entrepreneur that is invested in changing history, not just making money. <laughs> Bullshit! Well, it's the same thing, right? Well uh, every entrepreneur that gets to that level, they're invested in changing history, but it's not for the better. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Bezos is going to buy the post office. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> will be the only man you can buy an advertisement from in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking Elon Musk wants you to be his moon slave. <laughs> and Bill Gates uh. is like personally going to sterilize the continent of Africa now that his wife broke up with him for being too much boys with Jeffrey Epstein. 
<laughs> Allegedly, according to the Daily Beast. <laughs> okay. With this in mind, here are four success mantras from Elon Musk. Number one, aim for the stars with your feet on the ground. <laughs> so humble. <laughs> Elon Musk has set his eyes on Mars. Yet, he still envisions a green Earth where everyday technologies do not pollute, but actually help clean the environment. I like that sentence there, because the implication is that if if Elon Musk has set his eyes on Mars, it means Earth is fucking kaput. Yeah, it's exactly. also like, those, uh, those Tesla batteries, if they don't burn a highway down, uh, they break down so <laughs> easily once they're done being used. They're so easy to decompose and go back into the earth clean. <laughs> yeah. It all just turns back into lithium. <laughs> I love the people who say that because, like, I don't know, Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson, I think that's his name, I don't fucking care, uh, two of the other <laughs> richest uh, beep in the world... <laughs> Also have space companies. This isn't some grand perspective of colonizing the stars with goodness or beauty. This is at best mining colonies, and at worst, they're leaving because they've fucked it up, and they are not going to take you with them. Yeah, exactly. If they do take you with them, it will be as a form of food. (laughs) Yes, yes, or a slave. Yeah, organ farm. All right. All his efforts are directed toward creating a a future that inspires and appeals. He doesn't take into account what naysayers or lobbyists have to say. (laughs) He is fully focused on realizing his vision. He is the lobbyist. Yeah, exactly. He is the money. Yeah. Fucking stupid. All right. There's the money, Romero. There's the money, shithead. (laughs) Yeah. We're nihilists, Mr. Busk. All right. Regarding teamwork, he is not among those leaders who expect their staff to just get things done and move on. He demands excellence. Uh (laughs) Or he sends you to the gas chamber. Uh, I I added that part for clarification. He sends you to Zambia to work in the family (laughs) mine. Yeah. He himself works 100 hours a week thanks to what he calls batching. That's definitely not true. It's definitely not true. 100% not true. Have you ever seen it when these schedule... Yeah, it's just like they have three hours of lunches a day, and working out for three hours is also part of work. Yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like when guys are like, I actually read like three books a day, <laughs> and they read they read like the the cover and like the first like page of each chapter or whatever, and they're like, yeah, I got the gist of it. <laughs> uh, and has a dedicated team of employees and peers who work the same. Yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty confident that he forces his employees to work a hundred hours a week. Oh, completely. Yeah. Uh, it isn't just passion; it's beyond that. I'd call it passionate obsession. So I'd I'd consider that just falling under the auspices of passion. I I was also going to use the word fucking obsession. Do you guys know that story (laughs) about uh, Bill Gates at the beginning of Microsoft back when it was in, like, one building? He would keep track of all the different people who came in on weekends and, like, write their license plates down. And that's how he would make decisions. It's it's the same thing. All these rich people just force people to work as much as possible into things that they bought... To uh, accomplish their monopoly. That's the whole premise of our economy at this point. Uh, He is not one of those individuals who wishes to experience life as is. He wants to engineer a life that's based on what isn't yet. Get the fuck out of here. This is... Oh my god. He he just sounds like like a fucking bio for some corporation. It's it's so funny because 
these guys who like fucking like just like go down and like suck them off so hard in these articles, they act like all of his future inventions will be available to everyone. You know, like this is yeah. going to be the standard. He's setting the standard for what is the future. It's like no, it's just dumb tech shit for rich people. Yeah. His vision is his oxygen. His work is his workout. (laughs) And in order to make his vision a reality, he spends hours perfecting the tiniest of details and sets for himself and his team the highest of expectations. He just sounds like a horrible boss. He just sounds like an asshole. He's he's psychotic. He was like, there's a thing a few years ago where like, yeah, he divorced his first wife, his like, you know, like his pre-Grimes wife. Uh, he was like, he was like, my life runs smoother without you or something like that. Like he like, he like didn't hang out with her for a weekend and was like, I don't need you. Like he's fucking (laughs) psychopath. Yeah. It's going to be really cool when Grimes divorces Elon Musk and takes half of his money and starts like a glitch pop foundation. Yeah. Yeah. We have to teach kids in the Congo how to make glitch pop. Yeah, exactly. Nairobi synthwave. I'm very excited for it. We have to get them all FL studio. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Okay. So it goes on. Musk's passionate obsession is an, is an inspiration for anyone wanting to achieve something extraordinary. This is just the most word salad bullshit. It's just a bunch of fucking nothing. And this guy's paid by the letter. Yeah, exactly. His focus, discipline, and style are powerful antidotes against the mediocrity and complacency that creep up after routine settles in. You're right, Joe. He just adds like five adjectives per fucking word. It's like this wasn't written by a bot farm, but he, like, writes like it was. Yeah, it wasn't written by a bot farm, but it should have been. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it would be better. (laughs) Could have paid them less. Not that I support that, but you could (laughs) have. You could have not paid this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not paying this guy is praxis. Exactly. If you have a vision to transform a whole industry, a nation, or the world, Uh if you are one of those who doesn't like to play it safe, then there is a lot you can learn from Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) Transform a whole industry into a monopoly. Transform a nation into a monopoly. (laughs) Transform the world into a corporation, right? Yeah, exactly. Transform a democracy into a religious theocracy. (laughs) Yes. I remember Uh, in his fucking Darth Vader article, this guy talked about what a what a evil man fidel castro is but did fidel castro not transform a nation do all these things that he's saying elon musk is doing yeah fidel castro was an entrepreneur sans emerald mine too also certainly a better athlete and better yeah. lay than elon musk could ever oh my oh, god 100 right. so number one taller is, uh, yeah number one of his four is aim for the stars with your feet on the ground uh, to the stars with blood, the blood of your employees, <laughs> yeah. the blood of yeah, people yeah. you consider lesser, but all together, blood. <laughs> Eventually, you can just make a geyser of blood, and it can shoot you to the stars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of blood, number two is put your heart and soul into it. <laughs> He's doing the Reaper death seal on, like, a coder every time there's a new Tesla DLC update. Yeah, yeah. The Reaper's just confused. He doesn't have a soul to also steal. No, because he's a soulless. He's like, tricked again. (laughs) 
In a six-year period, Elon Musk accomplished what could be considered a titanic entrepreneurial crusade. He founded SpaceX in 2002 and Tesla Motors in 2003. Uh, he already fucking said this. Addendum, he bought the title of founder those years from the people who yes. created these companies. Absolutely. Both companies achieving their first major victories in 2008. This, this, <laughs> the, the market crash. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, the year two said, all right, Elon, you're in. Make me some money out of nothing. Yeah. That year, SpaceX had its first successful rocket launch in flight, the Falcon 1, and Tesla Motors sold its first car, the Tesla Roadster. In doing so, must turn space exploration from a government no from a government monopoly into a believable <laughs> private endeavor, and turned electric cars from a purely environmental initiative into a sleek, fun product. Two historic events led by the same man. A Jesus government Christ, monopoly. that is fucking sickening. It's not like all government the monopoly. All the interesting and, like, crazy achievements of space travel weren't accomplished by government programs prior, you know what I mean? Mostly mostly like, Soviet ones, but U.S. ones as well. And it's like, hmm, I, I, I thought that Elon Musk got, like, uh, three quarters of a trillion dollars from the United States government to do SpaceX. <laughs> just contract out NASA instead. No, exactly. Like, that's what, what he does fuck? now. He's just receiving these contracts that would go to other people. And yeah, that's what we need. We need market principles applied to fucking space travel. We want landing <laughs> gear that they don't replace after X many visits. We want yeah. metal place re metal parts replaced with plastic. I see no problem with any of this. Yes. It's yes. it's that's too much money to could... fully staff a mission control. We can do it with a quarter staff. Exactly, exactly. That's what we need to apply to space travel, the concept of austerity. Holy shit. Yes. For many people, work is just a necessary evil, an obligation. So let's let's just start this out with the, the basic foundations of work. It is evil, according to this guy? <laughs> and an obligation. Yes. And I generally agree with him. <laughs> For, yeah, but he's saying work is evil unless you're Elon Musk. Yeah, when you don't have a job, your job is to, you sold your soul to the devil, and now you just watch your money go up and up as you talk about how epic your hot synth girlfriend is on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe he idiots. means, maybe he means, like, if you're born with an emerald mine in your pocket, and you have no real <laughs> obligation to work, then it's not so evil, and you can just kind of suck up whatever you want and play, like... I don't know, play rich guy, basically, you know what I mean? You, it's not an obligation at that point. It's like, you just get to run around. You're Larry David, but, like, not cool. For others, it is an important component of their self-realization, a major part of their human experience. Elon Musk is one of the latter. <laughs> if you have ever listened to any of his TED Talks, you must have realized his love for and commitment to his vision. <laughs> In his own words, when something is important enough, you do it, even if the odds are not in your favor. He takes his work highly personally. Is that a quote from Hitler when he took the Sudetenland? Like, what is this? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Elon Musk actually refers to the time period between 2003 and 2008 when he had his first success as uh, his struggle. You know what's a great idea for a shitty uh, romantic comedy movie? What? 
uh, the plane pilot to Little St. James, like a rags to riches story, as he slowly collects million dollar <laughs> tips from, like, you know, Matt Groening, Elon Musk, Bill Gates. And I guess the romantic lead can be Ghislaine. It's. <laughs> It's it's like the uh, it's like the scene in uh, Goodfellas when uh, they're Jimmy Conway's tipping everyone, but yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. The, his line of rich people walking to the cockpit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just like just behind them is fully pixelated. Oh my god! The last place I was a waiter, there was this insane local fucking like car dealership millionaire who would come in. And he would just hand every single person $20 as he walked in, living out his stupid <laughs> fucking four foot nine Goodfellas fantasy. It was the coolest thing possible. Goodfellas, awesome. Goodfellas is praxis because it convinces like stupid guys who think that shit is cool that once they get a lot of money, how other people think you're cool is if you tip them. <laughs> you know what you're I right. mean? Yeah, you're right. That yeah. was the best effect possible on those people. Those movies yeah. get those guys who would otherwise just be grimy and like would like spit on you serving them tip everyone excessively now <laughs> matt that is the perfect counter argument to the people <laughs> who get mad at those movies oh they're like oh it says crime is too cool or whatever yeah 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 <laughs> okay. oh oh okay so what you want to affect the poor working people of the uh restaurant industry yeah that those movies have done more for waiters than probably any u.s bill has in the past like 50 years and yeah. by that same logic by the way quentin tarantino should be executed for reservoir dogs yeah, oh my god <laughs> and maybe steve buscemi with him <laughs> i'm sad to see you go but i love to watch you leave steve <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right so it goes on here any entrepreneur wishing to make it big must first put everything into their vision. They must believe in the project before anyone else does. This is written by a baby. I know. It's insane. <laughs> you, you have an idea, you have the idea, and then you do it. Just by and yourself. then you do the idea. <laughs> they must love the brand before anyone else starts to. Oh, my God. What a visionary. <laughs> When Elon Musk goes to his invention store to make inventions. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the words of Nobel laureate Dennis Gabber, quote, the future cannot be predicted, but futures can be invented. That's the guy who made Gab, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got the... No, it's actually the guy who made Nyklon B. <laughs> <laughs> and for both, he got the uh, medal for peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So now we're on to number three. Don't let failure defeat you. What does failure mean when you're an emerald scion? That's what I was, yeah, exactly. You don't have to let failure, failure is not failure if you still have hundreds of millions of dollars. Exactly, the game was rigged from the start. Yes. Musk does have several failed attempts to his name. Not every idea that he's pursued has been an instant success. The first three launches at SpaceX were failures. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it was uh, probably a little bit more than three. <laughs> I'm going to allegedly assume it was considerably more, considering they can barely get one to launch now. Yeah, that was t 20 years ago. Exactly. Uh, What's happened to every other astronaut besides Buzz Aldrin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the Tesla Roadster took three years to become commercially viable, even after the en engineering was already foolproof. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that the engineering is not foolproof, because <laughs> they still blow and up. And I'm going to have to add an addendum that nothing at Tesla is profitable, because it's, val it's only 
Its product is its stock. Yes. <laughs> and its income is from the U.S. government. Yes. Uh, but did that make him stop? Of course not. <laughs> he didn't have to stop. He had enough money. He was determined to change the status quo like he had envisioned. The results? A successful rocket launch that started a new space race and an electric car that did not look like a refrigerator. It looked like a rocket on wheels. No, they don't. <laughs> they look like if a kid was trying to draw a car and doesn't understand, like, proportions or shape yet. He didn't change any status quo. He hammered in the current one. Exactly. Essentially, the powers that be let his car company go forward because he figured out how to put an electric motor made out of double-A batteries into a Volvo. Yeah. Unless this guy's baby brain, just his understanding of, like, the status quo is, like... What shit rich people are into. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's what his job is to report on. It's a different sort of status quo. It's like the different flavor changes in caviar and that that will affect South American coup season. If some oil yeah. has gotten into the Caspian Sea, looks like the Azerbaijani caviar <laughs> won't be hot this season. Um. Allegedly. 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 I, that's you... not real. I'd never... I'd never accuse that. Did you that. see the video of uh, Alev? <laughs> yes. Going around? Oh my god, he's, yeah, it's he's, so fucking he's cool. Too, he's too powerful, that's why I had to throw the allegedly in there. I would never <laughs> yeah. would never besmirch his caviar's name. You're right, in this area he's definitely got shooters too. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that was so cool because he was grilling the British uh, journalist about like Snowden or whatever, and it's like, he is also a cruel dictator oh, but it's absolutely but so are we so it's nice when we're called out on it or i guess it's the british <laughs> but whatever they're us it's the same and thing. It's the same thing it's it's like they get uh azari oil because they don't want to use russian oil as much so they buy his oil they're all friends with him and then they send their fucking like ghoul of a newscaster who probably like went to dinner with jimmy savile to try and confront him and it doesn't work <laughs> yeah i know it's fucking ridiculous <laughs> so it goes on here if we want to succeed as entrepreneurs, we must have that never-give-up attitude. There, there will always be obstacles in the way, but these roadblocks must never deter us from our path. Yeah, the, the <laughs> obstacles in Elon Musk's way were taxes. And, and th those were easily avoided. Exactly. A covenant with an underworld god. Um, a blood seal to Peter Thiel. <laughs> Allegedly in Minecraft, Jesus Christ. But uh, yeah, other people's obstacles may include food, water, housing, deal getting into any industry at all that is not that is dominated by one of these behemoths. When Bill Gates will just send someone to break your legs, allegedly yeah. in Simpsons. But then again, Elon Musk's <laughs> obstacles are like yeah, slave revolts. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, mine collapses. Exactly. Proper elections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Failed coups. Peasant land reform. Things of this nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Number four. Uh, Self-reflection is important. <laughs> and this is the last one here. Very fitting, right? With the self-reflection. Gotta reflect at the end. Yeah. One of the most amazing things about Musk is that he is a self-taught programmer and rocket scientist. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. He's self-taught, so he just doesn't do either. He just bought <laughs> yeah. he can. It's just not true. He, he yeah, spelled a he lie. Spelled, he spelled self-bought wrong. Uh, Self-bought, there you go. As a oh. young boy, Musk faced bullying, which isolated him from the outer world. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Emerald Boy! Fuck you, Emerald Boy! <laughs> 
And it's like their dad, the guy who's throwing rocks at him at his like very British boarding schools, the headmaster who also owns a diamond mine. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, 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 the headmaster De Beers. Yeah. <laughs> he turned into a bookworm which later served him to educate himself on all the scientific, technological, and business fundamentals relative to his visionary projects. Spend oh. some money, hire some people, and make a pact with Satan directly to <laughs> be the king of the stock market. It's yeah. fine. It's easy. Anyone yeah. can do it. Yeah. All of that made him self-sufficient to start up his own business. Uh, again, self being self-sufficient is being bored with an emerald spoon in your mouth. Did you see that story in the New York Times or whatever from when he was a kid and he would, like, take emeralds from his family home because they were just around? I guess they just had cartoonish <laughs> bags of emeralds. Right, he'd take them right. down to, like, <laughs> Tiffany's and pawn them for ice cream money. <laughs> Tiffany's would hand him a giant burlap sack with a dollar bill sign on it. Yeah, and it's full of Nazi Krugerrands, and that's <laughs> basically how the economy works. Yeah. The interview's like, oh, that young rascal Elon, an entrepreneur even then, running off with the emeralds. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Elon Musk was able to turn his experience being bullied into the fuel of an actual rocket man. Himself. <laughs> what? Rocket man what? in the Elton John sense, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my god, this is so cool. Yeah, he was bullied, and that's why he's like that now. I would love to see what, like, cock... He probably electrocutes himself every day in place of SSRIs. <laughs> <laughs> Makes his bones ring like a tuning fork just so he can <laughs> se send epic memes to Grimes. <laughs> Who lives in a separate uh, the sensory deprivation pod. Does the alphabet sun have its own sensory deprivation <laughs> tank? Or... <laughs> well, does he have his own sensory deprivation tank, or is he in with one of them? I'd imagine he does. Has he not been seen in a while? He's like Kirk Van Houten with his race car bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's fully grown. He's fully grown now. He's an adult. <laughs> yeah, Elon... <laughs> Elon Musk is like, yeah, I, I sleep in this pretty... I sleep in this pretty sweet... <laughs> a race, race car, car bed. bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> All right, so we're going to finish up on uh, this this uh, ending paragraph here. It says, Even today, he craves feedback and believes in self-analysis. He is always thinking about what more can be done to an already greater piece. He, solic he solicits criticism and seeks out his critics to converse with them. <laughs> <laughs> he blocks so many people on Twitter. Yeah, he, I, he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> what he called that one guy a pedophile for saying that his stupid fucking idea to take like a what was his idea to put like a ca a, a trash there can like, size submarine like a, down to get the the, the soccer. There's like a Thai out? soccer team trapped in like an underwater cave, and yeah, he wanted to make some submarine. <laughs> he some wanted guy to like drill like, a hole down or something. Yeah, and some, some other guy's guy like dumb, won't work, and he's and a pedophile. Kids and he called that guy a pedophile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that guy, like, sued him and won or something. <laughs> All right. This shows how important self-reflection can be to help one grow. 
story about Elon Musk's self-reflection real quick before we get out of here. Okay. So, of course, the world famous, his secretary asked for a raise, and then he said, leave for a week so I can see what you do around here. And she left for a week, and Elon couldn't tell what he she did around there because, again, I don't even think this guy's ever opened a computer before in his life, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, no, you're fired, actually, instead. <laughs> That's literally what he did with his wife, too. Yeah, he did that with his wife, his secretary. It's the same thing for him. Everyone is a piece in a puzzle. Grimes would be gone if she wasn't cool, but she's cool, so she stays until he marries St. Vincent of polyphonic spree fame. <laughs> his dad went to jail for tax evasion as well. All oh, yeah! Him. Yeah, the indie musician to, like, uh, Doctor Doom pipeline is pretty insane. <laughs> Alright, well, this is where we're going to be finishing up for this episode. Um... But we do have uh, another Musk article that is, I mean, just just to tease it a little bit, the, the like, subhead is, in echoes of the Old West, the Tesla CEO's rocket firm has been building a company town in seaside Boca Chica, pressuring locals to sell their properties. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon, a little bit later in the week, we'll be buying uh, new microphones. It should change... The entire way the show is recorded, and hopefully we'll be doing it in person, we'll be doing it more often, and uh, first experiment's gonna be that article, so be sure to tune in if you're around. Yep. But, uh... In closing, uh, thanks for listening to Boomer Death Squad. Yep. You can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. And I've been Matt. We have a Discord linked in the bio. Thank you. Bye bye See ya. Toodles. Do you remember Say it's true. They got a message from the action man. I'm happy. Hope you're happy too. I've loved, I love, needed love. Saw the details fall away. The shrieking when nothing is giving. Just pictures of chap girls in synthesis. And I ain't got no money and I ain't got no but I'm hoping to kick with this planet is glowing, 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 glowing. Ashes to ash and fuck to fuck it. We know Major Tom's a junkie, strung out in heaven's high, hitting that Stay clean to